everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. Hey parents, I now have a new obsession in a wonderful kids' clothing brand where I brought my child the most amazing PJs. Our next sponsor's new Color Me pajama sets are incredible, and my son loves his. He can color in all the pitches on the pajamas using the special fabric felt pens that come with them. And they are super soft and comfy. Perfect for this time of year. This podcast is sponsored by Caden Lane. Caden Lane was started in 2005 by a single mom who wanted to create better and cuter clothes, accessories, and keepsakes for her own children. And for those special moments you remember forever. Looking for the perfect matching set for your family? Check out one of Caden Lane's famous pajama sets so the whole family can look their best this holiday season. With the holidays around the corner, Caden Lane makes a great gift too. Caden Lane is your one-stop shop for all your newborn, infant, and toddler apparel. Head to cadenlane.com backslash short stories and use code short stories for 20% off your order. Once again, that's C-A-D-E-N-L-A-N-E dot com backslash short stories for 20% off. And make sure you use my promo code short stories so they know I sent you. And now it's time for a story request. Hi, Lucy. I'm a premium subscriber. My daughter, Lila, and I love your short stories. Lila would like to request a shout-out and also provide a story idea. Her story idea involves a magic unicorn, a talking duck, and a magic Statue of Liberty. Once upon a time, not so long ago... There lived a unicorn. Her name was Lila, and like all unicorns, she kept herself away from humans with their noisy cars and bright lights and shouty voices. She preferred the peacefulness of the forest, deep within the great outdoors, and far away from everyone. One of Lila's favorite things to do, first thing in the morning, was to walk down to a lake where the sunrise was reflected in the waters. She loved to watch the shimmering colors as they played across the surface until, when the sun had risen, she would bend her neck to the water and take a drink. But as she bent down on this particular morning, Lila felt a sudden tickle in her nose. It was a tingling in her nostrils that told her in no uncertain terms that she was about to sneeze. Ah-ah-ah-choo! She sneezed loudly. Lila's sneeze had taken her by surprise, so much so that she accidentally released a blast of magic from her horn that bounced across the lake and struck a goose. Ouch! Screeched the goose as the magic made every feather on its body glow. It held a glowing wing up in front of its face and shrieked, Ah, I'm glowing! Then, all in a panic, it began to flail about, flapping its wings. In its desperation to take to the air, it collided with a duck before launching itself skywards, leaving a trail of sparkles behind it. Oh my, 
sniffled Lila, still recovering from her tremendous sneeze. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Hey, you unicorn, said a voice paddling towards her. It was quite clearly the duck that the goose had bumped into. I'd like a word with you. You probably don't need telling, but animals of any sort, unless they're magical, don't tend to speak. And yet, here was a talking duck. Um, hi, said Lila. How come I can suddenly talk? I couldn't talk when I woke up this morning. All I could do back then was quack, quack, quack. Oh, I'm afraid that's my fault, said Lila. But it was an accident. I sneezed and accidentally zapped a goose with my magic. That goose bumped into you as it flew away and I think some of the magic rubbed off on you. <laughs> well, what do you know, said the duck. I'm a talking duck, the first of my kind. I'm concerned about the goose, confessed Lila. I think I hit it with a lot of magic and it seemed terribly shocked by it. I'm going to have to try and find it and see if I can draw the magic out of it again. But didn't it fly away? asked the duck. How will you find it now? Oh, I'm going to have to try and follow it, said Lila, sounding worried. Her horn began to glow as she used a little unicorn magic to grow a pair of beautiful white wings upon her back. Say, said the duck, have you ever flown before? Lila shook her head. No, never, she admitted. Look, it ain't easy, said the duck. And things look different from up in the air. Look, why don't I come with you and lend you a hand? Oh, that's, that's very sweet of you, smiled Lila. The pair of them spread their wings and together flew off in search of the goose. Once in the air, there was no sign of the goose, so all they could do was head in the direction that they thought the goose had flown in. Look for anything unusual, suggested Lila. That should help show us that we're heading in the right direction. Hmm, what about a bear having bacon and eggs for breakfast, said the duck. That sounded unusual enough. So they circled down to the ground, landing at a small campsite where a tent had been pitched among the trees. Sure enough, there was a bear cooking bacon and eggs over a camping stove. Good morning, said the bear. Would you like some coffee? I've got some brewing. Um, is this your campsite? asked Lila. <laughs> no, not at all, laughed the bear. The two campers that were here had hidden their food out of my reach. I'd just been about to give up trying to get it when this great glowing goose crashed through the trees, bounced off my head and flew off again. The strangest thing was... After the goose bumped my noggin, I found I could talk. So I went and asked the two campers in their tent if I could have some of their food. Oh, did they say yes? asked the duck. Not really, said the bear. They just screamed, a talking bear, and ran away in their underpants. Well, at least we know the goose came this way, said Lila. We're heading in the right direction. Thanks for your help, Mr Bear said the duck. Oh, don't mention it, replied the bear, and he waved a paw as they went on their way. Once again, there was no sign of the glowing goose from the air. Don't forget, said Lila, look for anything unusual. What about a tree that's waving at us, said the duck. 
That sounded unusual enough, so the pair of them glided down before it. Nearby was a trunk, and on the ground before the tree was a chainsaw. Good morning, said the tree. And what a delightful morning it is, too. Oh, my, said Lila, a talking tree. It's a funny story, said the tree. But until this morning, I'd never spoken before in my life. I've been growing in this forest since I was a sapling and never once uttered a word in all that time. Then this morning, the lumberjack drove up in his truck and decided he was going to chop me down for firewood. Well, naturally, I was a little upset, but what could I do about it? I was just a tree after all. Then, out of nowhere, this great glowing goose flew straight into my upper branches, scattering twigs and leaves everywhere before flying away again. The oddest thing was, after the goose had crashed into my canopy, I found I could talk. So I asked the lumberjack politely if he'd reconsider cutting me down. Did he say yes? asked the duck. Not really, said the tree. He just screamed, a talking tree, and ran away down the track. Well, at least we know the goose came this way, said Lila. We're still heading in the right direction. Thanks for your help, Miss Tree, said the duck. Oh, don't mention it, replied the tree, and she waved a branch as they went on their way. Yet again, once they were high in the sky, there was no sign of the glowing goose anywhere. They were leaving the forest behind now, with just fields laid out before them. Can you see anything unusual? asked Lila. What about a herd of tap-dancing cows? said the duck. That definitely sounded unusual. So they drifted down to the field below. A tractor was parked nearby with its engine running. Oh, good morning, said one of the dancing cows. Have you come to watch our show? Oh, I'm afraid not, said Lila. But you're all very good. Well, thank you, said the cow. You'll never believe this, but before today, none of us had ever danced a step. The farmer had just brought us some hay when a great glowing goose landed slap in the middle of it while we were eating. The weirdest thing was, while it flapped away, we all discovered that we could talk. And it turns out, we all really fancied ourselves as dancers. So we asked the farmer if she had any music in her tractor. Did she say yes? asked the duck. Well, not really, said the cow. She just screamed, talking cows, and ran away across the field. Well, at least we know the goose came this way, said Lila. We're still heading in the right direction. Thanks for your help, ladies, said the duck. Don't mention it, replied the cow, as she continued to tap dance, waving a hoof as they went on their way. Back in the sky, they could see a great city on the horizon, and soon they were flying over busy roads, rows of houses and large buildings. Beyond a river that led out to sea was an island covered by the biggest buildings either of them had ever seen. They were enormous. Do you see anything unusual? asked Lila as they crossed the river. Hmm, what about a statue scratching her head? said the duck. Statues don't normally move, so they both decided this was worth investigating. The statue was very big and stood on an island of its own in front of the big city. 
The statue was a lady wearing a flowing gown and a spiked crown. In her right hand, she held a torch that she was currently using to scratch her head. She was so concerned with it that she didn't appear to notice the flying unicorn or duck arrive until they were hovering right in front of her. Oh, good morning, said the Statue of Liberty. Do excuse me, but I've got terrible ringing in my ears. Lila could see that there were tiny windows set into the statue's crown, and from within, she could see a golden glow. I think I know what your problem is, she said. You do, said the Statue of Liberty. Oh, that's good, because normally I just stand here happily and do nothing more than welcome people to America. But this morning, something bumped into my ear, and oh, I've had a terrible itch ever since. You've got a case of gallivanting golden goose, said the duck. But don't worry, my friend here will deal with it. Lila beat her wings to bring her closer to the Statue of Liberty's window, where she saw the golden goose inside, still in a terrible flap. Would you like me to help you? asked Lila kindly. Oh, yes, please, nodded the trembling goose. I don't really like glowing like this. Lila used her horn to gently draw the magic that had escaped from her out of the goose. Within seconds, the goose was no longer glowing at all. Oh, that's better, said the goose, calming down at last. But I can't help but notice that I can still talk. Sorry, said Lila. That's a magical side effect. There's not much I can do about that. Mm, that's okay, said the goose. As long as I'm not glowing. The goose hopped onto the window, spread her wings, and took off for the forest. So, does that mean I'll always be able to talk? asked the duck. I'm afraid so, said Lila. Me as well? asked the Statue of Liberty. Yes, you too, nodded Lila. Do you think you can keep it a secret? Sure I can, said the statue. Don't you worry. Then... I think we can go home, said Lila. I think we need to get back before any humans spy a unicorn flying around. The Statue of Liberty gave them both a grand wave of her torch as the duck and the unicorn flew away before settling back into her usual position with her torch held high. And she's stayed that way ever since. Well, almost because every now and again, a child that's heard this story will stand before the Statue of Liberty and give her a wink. And sometimes, she winks right back. The end.